Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. You guys, welcome to season two of the In the Whisper podcast. I have so many exciting interviews for you this year, and I can't wait for you to hear them. Today, we are going to hear from Susan Zerker and her heartbreaking and victorious story of her husband and some abuse that he had at the hands of his grandmother when he was a young boy. Listen in as I start my conversation with Susan. I want to welcome Susan Zerker to the In the Whisper podcast today. And Susan has a web page under her name, Susan Zerker, Z-U-R-C-H-E-R, correct? And um, a blog called Only by His Grace. And her story is truly amazing. So welcome, Susan. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. And so so we're going to talk about you are married and you have three children. You talk about how you married rather quickly. And I love in your blog post that I read recently, you talked about you wonder what the pastor thinks when we're young and we're standing up there. And I thought, oh, I never thought of that. But gosh, it's a really good question. And in your case, some things came out in your marriage later that uh, you didn't expect. And I don't think even that your husband anticipated. And so we're going to talk about what it's called CP. PTSD. We have all heard of PTSD. So can you tell us what the difference is? Um, Just start your story about how it affected you and your marriage. Sure. Well, uh, PTSD can happen really to anybody. And I always thought it just had to do with veterans, people who had been in the military or in war. But really, PTSD can happen to anyone who has a traumatic event in their lives. Okay. Um, the difference with CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder, is CPTSD is from a chronic or recurring traumatic events that happen okay. in someone's life. Okay. Yeah. And so PTSD is an official diagnosis. CPTSD is not official yet, but probably will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but... My husband and I started out, you know, probably like the typical couple, boy meets girl. We were in this, we ended up in the same um, singles group at church. And we were in our mid-20s by this time. And, you know, we had been to a lot of weddings already. We had dated. And so we felt that, you know, when we met each other, that was it. You know, we, we knew So we dated for a short time. We got married six months to the day of our first date. (laughs) So it was pretty quick. And things were going along fine for the first couple years. But then as the stress of life kicked in, Mm -hmm. uh, we had a job change. We had multiple moves. We had our, our first son was born. And so as those stressful life events kicked in, I started seeing some changes in my husband and he he was not the man I married. I started seeing just, he was disengaged. He was sullen. He was, it just, just unhappy. Um, and he didn't want to do much. I, for a long time, I felt like a married single woman. 
um, and it just didn't know what was going on. As time went on, things got worse. He would have rages, meltdowns. Had you ever it, seen that before? Just, Any had had you had seen that temper before, or was this all new? Yeah, this was all new. Wow. This was all you were talking about. The post I have on the website, I mentioned there. It was like a Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, it was like you said that. You know, one minute he was the man I married, and it was a trigger and a switch, and he was somebody else, someone I didn't know. You know, we would talk about it at times, and I'm like, you know, I would say, you know, you really can't do this. <laughs> this isn't right. good. You know, oh, you know, I know. And I would, you know, after so many years, we started talking about him getting help. Fast forward to 2010, my husband had what appeared to be a stroke. Um, and it turned out it wasn't a stroke. It was what was called a cerebral vascular event, which appears like a stroke, uh, but it wasn't. I've also heard it called a conversion. I don't know if that's official or not, but I've heard that other people like him have had these events. And then shortly after he had that event, he started having nightmares and flashbacks, which he then realized were actual memories of Ugh. childhood sexual abuse. My goodness. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, many, myself included and many others, after we told them, they were like, oh, that makes sense, you know, with all this strange behavior that had been going on for right. all this time. So he started getting counseling, which did help. But it, it's, you know, understandably, it's not it's nothing fast. It's nothing that happens overnight. It was, right. you know, years and years and years. And it's also the memories, the nightmares, actually, the nightmares continue to this day. The actual memories probably went on for 10 years. And, wow. you know, we could see God, you know, now at this point in our lives, we can see God through the whole thing. And that God didn't reveal all these memories at once because I don't think my husband could have survived, honestly. And I've heard that before, that sometimes... I was just listening to Elisa Turkhurst, um, podcast and she talked about her, her psychologist counselor said that the reason that things come back slowly is because your mind can't handle it all at once. And mm -hmm. I did watch mm -hmm. your, your husband's video and I, I sat there and bawled. I mean, his, mm -hmm. to hear it from his, his mouth and his voice, it's heartbreaking. And I guess I, I can say he, he was abused by his grandmother, someone who was, Yes. I mean, we all think of our grandmas and there's love and there's tenderness and there's advocation and he didn't have that. And so right. I, I can only imagine that it was brought back little by little by little just to save him from mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the terror of bringing it back all at once. And he, I have to give people like him credit, you know, and for doing, I mean, it's, it's horrific going through it in the first place, but then to go through it again through therapy, um, right. you know, I have to, he, he was so brave and courageous yes. to go through all that. I really give him and, and if any of your listeners have done it, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing that, yeah. Yeah, that they can do that. One thing that I was struck by in the video is it appeared that he never, that he 
always believed in Jesus and he craved that comfort from Jesus. One of the things he said in the video, um, this is where I started crying and then it just continued, that he wanted to be the little boy that could, in the pic, you know, the pictures that we see of Jesus, he wanted to be the one that crawled up on his lap and Jesus had his arm around him and kept him safe. Oh my gosh. And, and that's what he thought of as a little boy. So he, it is amazing to me that he, he always was willing to reach out for Jesus when he had nothing else and he truly had nothing else. Mm-hmm. That is just courageous and bold and, and truly a miracle. God had his hands in that boy Absolutely. and now in that man. I look at pictures when I've seen pictures of him as a little boy. I just, I can't imagine do, you know, harming him. It, it just a precious little, as we all, we all look right. at precious little people. And I can still see his eyes, you know, even though he looks a lot different now, I yeah. can still see those little boy eyes in him. And um, yeah, just really gets to you. It does. It does. And they do show a lot of those pictures in that video. (laughs) So you, this, you really went through eight years of this um, from 2010 to 2018. And then he started Mm -hmm. to get counseling and and things started to get to better. Mm -hmm. You were a young Christian when you got married. So Mm -hmm. he's been a Christian for a while, but you were a young Christian. How did you handle that spiritually? And did you feel, because I always feel like there's some spiritual warfare in these things. Did you feel that? And did you know how to deal with it? Mm -hmm. Yes, there was absolutely intense spiritual warfare, um, both for my husband's life and for our marriage. And um, I've never seen anything like it. Um, The battle, you know, Satan... I apparently thought he had my husband with the first round yeah. of abuse. And now as my husband tried to get healthy, the abuse or excuse me, the spiritual warfare, you know, ramped up. Yeah. And so it was very, very difficult, but I knew I fortunately <laughs> I have a strong personality and um, I can see, I can see where God used it in this, in this situation in that um, I was just bound and determined to, to fight for my husband and our marriage, but prior to his memories, I had learned uh, from a couple of, of prominent teachers, Beth Moore and Joyce Meyer, how to speak and pray God's word. Right. And um, and and battle spiritually that way. So I did a lot of that. <laughs> I claimed a lot of scripture. I spoke a lot of scripture over him and just in general and, you know, shouted at Satan he wasn't going to have my marriage and my husband's life and yeah I love that that because it's so important and I mean you have to claim what's yours especially in spiritual warfare or more importantly what's God's and um Mm -hmm. I, I love that you could do that and I I love that you were a new Christian and you wouldn't give up in a world that often just says, oh, this is too hard. I'm done. And you never did that. And I appreciate that. And I think you showed a lot of courage in that as well. Oh, I have to give God credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> like I said in the article, you know, it was it was really all God. And, um, and, you know, like I said, it was because of those those vows I made, you know, right. it, uh, when we got married. And 
and I would pray when the, you know, I knew the Holy Spirit was the teacher and the helper and the reminder. And so when things would cut up, come up, when I would know what to do, I'd say, okay, Holy Spirit, you've got to help me here. I don't know what to do. And he always would come through. And that, that is not to negate other helps. By any right. Means. You know, I, I'm a complete advocate of other getting help, you know, other helps, but Yes, the Holy Spirit every time showed up. Right. Well, and and God gave people those gifts to be able to help. So I think that sometimes we lose track of that. And so and I'm glad that he was able to get that help. You said that God's provision was there throughout those eight years. So can you give some examples of where you saw him, maybe even after the fact? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, like I already mentioned, the um, just allowing Corey to have the memories gradually. Right. You know, we had those glimmers of, of hope when I had gone to the, to a class at a church for several years, once a month, learning how to be a godly wife and mother. Mm -hmm. And so I would implement those and I would see, you know, little glimmers, um, from Corey and my family really responding to that. And so I would see that. Uh, just as you said, the counseling help that was there, you know, the friends that we had, the family, um, we just had a lot of a support system that maybe wasn't directly involved, but, but was there, right. Was there supporting and, um, you know, just several other things I mentioned in, in the article about a safety plan, yes. uh, which I think is, Yeah. Yeah, is very important. Um, You know, one of the self-care things, um, such an important thing to have in place, I believe, because, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. We were totally brand new to all this. We sure we hadn't heard of all this before. We didn't know how to handle it. So that was really helpful, helpful for us when these things came up. You know, Corey and I'm guessing all abused children miss crucial developmental steps and stages in their upbringing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's like taking someone in med school and not giving them all the schooling and putting them in the surgery, you know, the OR and saying, okay, operate on this person. It's like, no, they can't because they don't have the tools. And, you know, Corey was the same way. And so we were learning together. Yeah. We had just a lot of God provided a lot of helps like I said, we could see it over the years that that right. really helped us out. Wow. How amazing is it that Susan and Corey were able to see God's provision throughout this journey? I am amazed at their ability to see that in the midst of so much trauma. And speaking of trauma, our sponsor today is Gifts with Grace, and Gifts with Grace connects caring volunteers with women who are trying to overcome or have faced trauma. Gifts with Grace empowers these women to find faith and confidence in a compassionate environment with Bible study, education, and creating. If you are interested in volunteering and helping these women who have faced addiction, abuse, poverty, and so much more, Join us on Tuesday nights in Union Station. Now, back to our conversation with Susan. Talk a little bit more. You talked about having a safe plan, and I thought that was genius. And and for you guys to think of that and come up with that, um, 
for on both sides for you, but also for him to acknowledge that, that mm-hmm. sometimes you might need that. So talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Well, from, um, you know, Corey's trauma, he was very, he struggled with uh, feelings of abandonment, mm-hmm. feelings of uh, just, just all sorts of negative feelings of, of no worth, no value and those kind yeah. of things. So any, any time we would have a disagreement or a conflict, that was very, very difficult for him. He would automatically think, you know, she's leaving. She hates me. She, you know, oh just my. Ca- catastrophic thinking. Yeah. So the safety plan was um, actually the idea of a counselor I was seeing when I was telling her what was going on. The safety plan helped in that it helped to put his mind at ease that this is just a disagreement. No, you know, we're not going anywhere. Right. We just need some time away. And it helped me to know that I could get away from, I don't want to say get away, but I was not the sole, you know, person responsible for this because I wasn't. Right. right. But here, here again, he didn't know how to process all this. And so he would tend to just dump it on me. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just too much for me. Right. So that's how the safety plan really helped in that, you know, just reassuring both of us, acknowledging both of our needs and allowing the situation to diffuse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that is is such a great idea and it, it allows him time to process, but also bring him back to, because it it sounds like it's a trigger, you know, when, when, you know, when he went to all the, the worst places and, and that he Uh was supportive of that, that he clearly loves you enough that he wants you to have that space. Um, Hopefully that means something to him too, that you just, I just need space. And then we'll talk about it when, when we can talk about it again. So I thought that was amazing. And I think can help in many situations. Um, yes, actually. So tell me about where you are today. Well, today we are happily married and we look forward to many years together and we have many years to make up for. (laughs) Right. Right. We're just looking for all kinds of fun stuff to do together. Um, he still remains in counseling, which he, he may always, which is right, fine. Right. Um, and a couple of things that I want to mention. One of the things that really helped him uh, or or also helped him with the counselor he currently sees is a therapy called brain spotting. And honestly, I can't explain it, but it really helps. And I know it's widely used for trauma victims. Um, there is another therapy called EMDR, which has to do with the retina. And again, I, um, people can look that up or I can put, um, I've actually heard of that. I have a friend okay. who, uh, went through a trauma and, and she had that in her counseling. I had not heard of it before that. This is only the second time, but I have heard of that. Okay. She, she thought it was wonderful. It really helped her a lot. Great. Great. Yeah. So that's another one that, yeah, is commonly used. So he continues to, to do that. And yeah, we just, we're, we're at a great place. It's, it's almost hard to believe where we were at one point now. Right. And we just continually are in awe of what God has done and are just (laughs) eternally thankful. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been married 26 years. Yes. When's your anniversary? 
March 24th. Okay, so just 26 years. So tell me about your kids. You have three kids. Tell me about your Mm -hmm. kids and are they aware of all of this or is it something that you kept between the two of you? Mm -hmm. Um, They are, uh, we have two boys and a girl, 24, 22, and 20. And they are all aware we tried for a while. Of course, we didn't want to share anything with them that was inappropriate for their age. Right. So we, um, we just shared, you know, uh, bits as they got older. And my husband still has not shared everything with me because the, the little tiny bit he has shared with me was horrific. And I knew I couldn't handle any more. No, nor would it make a difference. And so we, of course, I have not shared any of that um, right. with our children. But you know, when things like this happen, it, it affects the whole family. Right. And so, so we have encouraged our children it, very openly to, you know, if they feel they need counseling to get counseling. Mm-hmm. I tried to make them get counseling, but that didn't work. So, <laughs> yeah. so but uh, I tried to protect them as much I, as much as I could, um, you know, when, when things were really bad at their worst. And, um, you know, we do the best we can and, and right. pray for them and, and offer any helps we can. And so they are doing wonderfully. We're very proud of them. But, uh, but yeah, I hope that they, they are able to get total peace. Yeah, absolutely. At some point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Susan, I appreciate you sharing this story. I know that it's a very difficult one, and I just appreciate your transparency and your willingness to share because I think there are people out there that have that have some kind of trauma and and feel like there's nowhere to go and oftentimes we think that counseling, oh, we're Christians, we don't need counseling. We have Jesus. Well, there, there are some great counselors out there that are Christian counselors. And even if they aren't Christian counselors, God can use them. And so yes. there is no shame in reaching out to resources that you have available here. And Absolutely. clearly they have been wonderful for you. And um, yes. most importantly for your husband to get through something mm-hmm. that most people can't even begin to fathom and he has a safe place where he can talk about it. And I think that's really, really important to heal. And like you said, it might be, it might be a healing process for the rest of his life, but I am so glad that you have gotten through at least to this point, the worst of it. And you are on the other side and able to see the light again. And that just makes me happy. Now I ask all my guests, a couple of questions. Uh, the first one is, what is bringing you joy right now in your life? Uh, well, you mentioned earlier that we are writers. Yes. And so uh, writing is bringing me joy. I have learned so much over the years. Um, as you said, I was uh, just a little bitty baby Christian when Corey and I married. And uh-huh. so I have learned a lot. And so I find joy in uh, writing and sharing, you know, the truth, God's love, scripture, yeah. so that others can know, hopefully. Right, right. And your story mm-hmm. opens doors to many people. So you have that opportunity. And the second question I always ask is, what are you reading right now for fun or for writing or whatever you want to share? Um, for, for writing, I'm reading, um, I think it's called On Writing Well. By uh-huh. William Zinser, is that correct? Yes, I have and that. And then um, the other book I've been reading, I'm on number three of uh, of the three of them. Um, it's a 
gosh, I can't even remember the name. That's terrible. It's uh, a prayer group book. Gosh, I'm sorry. I can't remember the name. But it's, I love it. It's really good. It was like a 2007 uh, Women of Joy book of the year or something like that. Uh-huh. I don't know. But anyway, and then I, I'm always listening to audiobooks. So I've got a couple of uh, fiction audiobooks that I'm listening to, uh, yeah. to as well. Uh, I think one's called The Il- the Illusionist by Christy um, Cameron. And the other one is in, I'm sorry, I can't remember. That's okay. I know it has time. It has <laughs> time in the title. <laughs> you, you, have a, you have a lot of books going on. I, I'm surprised you could remember what you could. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they always say that to be a good writer, you need to be a good reader. So... Yes, yes. Clearly, you've got that part covered. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one thing I want to um, reiterate is for your listeners, if they they are needing help with anything, to keep seeking good help. If they go to a counselor and they're not getting the greatest help or they're not really making any progress, to keep looking, keep searching, Mm -hmm. keep reading, um, keep trying different therapies, um, you know, not it, it's kind of like anything you do you know you're not always going to find the the right person first time right so i just really want to encourage people you know don't give up after one or two tries or you know one book or whatever keep keep at it okay. and um there is hope there is healing there is joy you know after the Joy comes in the morning, it, scripture says. It does come in the morning. And I think you and Corey are a perfect example of that. And and you didn't give up. You fought uh-huh. and fought and fought until you got through the worst of it. And and it might be a fight that you continue. Oh, you don't like to use the word fight, yeah. though. I, I saw that in the... <laughs> In, in the video, <laughs> you said you didn't want to call it fighting it, but getting through it together. So, yeah. and you are, it's a journey that may continue, but you have gotten through the worst of it. So thank you so much for your time today. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. I am so happy that Corey and Susan have been able to work through the worst of this. And I know that they face many challenges ahead of them, but they have worked together so hard to get through the worst of it. And I am so happy that with the providence of God and that they can see the providence of God throughout this process, they have been able to work to a healthier place. We know that the truth is this world is not our home. And with Jesus as our Savior, we know that we will spend eternity with him in heaven where there are no more tears and there is no more pain. Next week, I'm really excited to share my conversation with Erica Bailey. Erica is from the Round Farmhouse Ministry, and she is going to share about meeting women where they are and how we can connect well with them to do that. You can look forward to that conversation next Monday. Thank you so much for joining me as we start season two of the In the Whisper podcast.